Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's definitely going to be different not having those matchups that you would expect every year because the NHL drafts like 17-year-olds, the NHL has to tread the water really carefully. They don't even have a goalie. Like, what is what is the draw? But going into this year because of the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft. But Where is this going? Oh so, no, so listen, hear me out. It's going somewhere. It's, it's just not part of hockey. Like, really looks like that weird dad I don't want me to pick up from school. Like, Welcome to Slapshot Sweethearts. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Slapshot Sweethearts. I'm Megan. That's Shannon. Let's get down to it. Today with us, we have Chris, who is a DJ for the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, Thank Reggae Horn hit. <laughs> <That's happening. laughs> the That's right. How's Amazing. it going? Pretty good. Thanks for joining us. Excited no, to have you. Absolutely. It's a great show you guys put together and, and stoked to be on here. It's uh, it's an honor. So thank you so much. Uh, also to um, obviously our TCC folks for doing the introduction, Teal City crew. Uh, big shout out to them for introducing me to you ladies. So I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Thank you. No problem. So starting off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like how did you get to be a DJ for like in general and for like this <laughs> particular niche field of DJing? <laughs> uh, very, very good question. So I've been playing hockey since I was about, uh, well, I'm not going to date myself, but let's just say young. Um, grew up in Canada. So so hockey kind of has been in my blood for a long time. Um, again, grew up a Montreal Canadiens fan. Sorry for some of those folks who aren't as fans. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> um, well, go Boston. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I've been playing for a long time and then it's kind of interesting because when the Sharks came into San Jose, I was playing for the Santa Clara Blackhawks, which was a junior team and we were going up against the junior Sharks and in one of the new arenas, they had built in a pretty solid sound system. And one of the guys before the game had came to me and said, do you guys want music for your warmups? And I was like, that's a new concept. They never really did that in juniors prior. Um, so that kind of sparked like, hey, this is kind of neat music during a hockey game. Go figure. Uh, and I had actually DJed at an ice skating rink here in locally uh, on like, you know, Friday, Saturday nights. I was, I was an employee of the company. So that kind of sparked like the whole DJing thing. And then I kind of grew into it. So I started doing uh, college radio. I was up at uh, Concordia University in Montreal and I had a, a radio show there. Then from there, got into DJing for clubs, and then I started playing hockey for San Jose State University um, in 1999, and there was two teams. There was the state A team and B team, and the B team allowed to have two provisional players, so you didn't have to be a student, right? So I would actually uh, do the music for the, our A team. So they played on Friday nights. We played on Saturdays. So I started DJing for them, did that for four seasons, and after I was done, um, 
DJing for them, I had actually submitted my resume and a letter of recommendation from the hockey club president to every NHL team. So wrapped up nicely, envelope, whole nine yards, every team, including the Sharks, rejected me. <laughs> so it's kind of it's funny. Good way how, to start. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so a little discouraged. I just, you know, kind of said, forget it. Uh, got out of DJing all in all, still played hockey. Um, and then ironically, I kind of bumped into an old colleague of mine who worked for uh, Live 105, which is a big radio station out here in San Francisco, Rafi Nalvarian. And Rafi um, had started, him and a partner started a company called Sound in Motion. So uh, when Sound in Motion was formed, they were, they're huge Sharks fans and they started doing music for the San Francisco 49ers. Long story short, I bump into Rafi at a sushi restaurant out of all places. He comments on a shirt because I'm wearing a Roots Canada shirt. And he goes, hey, man, oh, yeah. he goes, hey, cool shirt. And I'm like, Rafi, you don't recognize me. It's been about 15 <laughs> years, but what's happening? Um, we start talking and he mentions, you know, I, I, I tell him about the San Jose State DJing thing. And then he goes, hey, do you want to come do it for the Sharks? <laughs> and my jaw just about hit the floor. Yeah. Um, so awesome. yeah, he just, he said, you want to come do it? And I said, yeah, he says, well, we'll first to, you know, start you off with the Barracuda. Um, so I did one San Jose Barracuda game and then kicked right into the sharks. Like immediately my first game was the home opener of 2016 against the Nashville predators. And I mean, mm -hmm. if you know, you want to talk about nerves, like <laughs> you're trying to push buttons on keyboards and mice and uh, you can't do that when your hands are shaking. So, um, yeah, it was, I was like just beyond thrilled. Uh, when, when they asked, they, they said they basically just needed, they needed staffing, right? Because you have so many games between the Barracudas and Sharks. And then they're also trying to run a full-time DJ business plus the San Francisco 49ers. So it's like, they just needed folks and uh, right place, right time, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. I think that's absolutely. always how it works out. I yeah. was going to say, one of my questions was like, how do you even apply for that job? So when you did and you sent it to all 30 teams, like, who do you even send that to? Like, did, there's no point of contact. It's like applying for a mascot. Front job, office, kind of I want to DJ. Like. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It was like just shooting. I mean, you're, you're shooting blanks, right? You're going for, you're going for it. Um, you know, I, and this is back in the mid 2000s. So LinkedIn wasn't around, you know, and, um, I feel like, I mean, I didn't really know anybody in the industry, especially in the NHL. And I didn't really utilize a lot of sources. I just said, let me just send this letter out. You know, I attentioned it to game operations, the chance there are just entertainment slash game operations fired it back. And, you know, I got these nice letters. I still have a handful of them that say, you know, thank you for applying or your interest with our organization. Unfortunately, you know, we don't need uh, someone at the time. And I don't think the in-game DJs were really, um, a huge thing back then. I mean, I know the Sharks, for example, like for a few seasons, they basically just had someone who was more their sound engineer doing the music. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you know, it, it's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where it's like, was I even applying for the right position? I don't even know. <laughs> so what is it, you know, prior to COVID-19, what did like a start to game end to game look like for you in terms of your responsibilities like were you working with sound engineers you know like they don't have music playing for the 20 minutes when you know the players are playing unless somebody scores so you know what what are your responsibilities there for that yeah 
That's a great question. So everything besides the organ you hear in the arena is pretty much controlled. Um, I have basically two laptops. So when you're talking about a routine start to finish, so we, I get there roughly about three hours before puck drop. We have two laptops that we run off of into a sound mixer. And what we'll, what I'll do is go through, you know, do, get this, basically get the laptops fired up, get the program we use. I use uh, Sound Sports Pro. It's a program that we're using that most of the DJs in the NHL are using. Um, so I'll set up the program, test out the sound in the arena, just make sure, you know, levels are good. Um, I do work. I'm like closely. picturing that, like just test, you know, testing out music while no one's there in the arena. <laughs> you should do like this mean, big, I, like. <laughs> We've never played Baby Shark so loud. No, I'm just kidding. Um, God, I hate that song. I'm traumatized uh, living in DC with the Nationals. Oh, can ever my, best friend is on, my best friend is on the national tour of Baby Shark the Musical. I feel that. Trust me. <laughs> Ouch. I'm sorry. Tell them I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so we'll we'll set up sound. Once the arena sound is all checked in, we'll do a rehearsal. So we'll run through the pregame show, uh, which is, you know, the, I don't know if most teams do this, but the we do what's called House to Black, where the um, we'll have walk-in music playing. It's just kind of underneath, you know, music. And then what we'll do is when the fans are in the stands, we'll just dip all the lights in the arena. So it goes pitch black. So what I do is I have a sound effects key that actually, like we have to time, everything is live produced. So we have to time when we hit play on our laptops, you know, to make sure that timing affects with the set, with the, with the lighting. And then they'll run a, a production video, which all the music and all that's anything that's pre-produced is all done through in-house Sharks Media, which those guys are amazing, by the way. Um, they'll run that. And then when the video ends, that's when I hit another like sound effects key. And but everything has to be timed when the players are coming out of the locker room. So, you know, we'll run through that rehearsal basically just as if we're doing it live uh, with the fans in the stands. So once we'd run through rehearsal, then I have generally about two hours of downtime until... Uh, you know, until the whole show starts. And I use about an hour of it to just kind of get my head together. Like, okay, let me pace out what type of songs I'm going to have in like my queue area, which is basically one screen where I go to where I have like, I mean, I have a song bank of what thousand some odd songs, 2000 some odd songs, or even more probably, but uh, I'll plan out which songs that I'm going to be piecing together and how I want the night to kind of sound. So it's interesting because a lot of people are like, I didn't even know there was such thing as an in-game DJ and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, there is someone like me who... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a is you know like knowledgeable of the game and can figure out how the game's going to sound in advance and how it's going to play out like you're going to play a certain song when an offside hits you're going to you know if, if there's a fight that's going to get going boom you got your fight stuff ready to roll like and it's not like you're just, curating the entire vibe of this game yeah and yeah. so you have to continually update that music list too like yeah. you know somebody wins a grammy or whatever a new song gets popular you have to update that all the time not in the game Exactly. Yeah. And we have a thing called uh, hashtag tank tunes that we run on Twitter during the game. So, you know, roughly around the beginning of the second period, 
we'll say tonight's music's provided by uh, Sound in Motion. Uh, you know, hashtag them at Tank Tunes, and your song might be played. So we're also taking song requests at the same time. Uh, whether we play them, <laughs> it's a whole other thing. But yeah, I mean, this is like it's it's fully live, you know, and um, it's it's exciting. I think for the fans, it 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 really helps a lot when you have DJs who understand the game and the flow of the game and you can pace out the sound. Cause you'd be surprised like how effective in-game music actually is. It's pretty crazy, but yeah, you're totally right. We have to stay updated. You gotta stay fresh with the new stuff, but you know what? The old stuff works so well. <laughs> we have the reliable ones. <laughs> exactly. You have your go-tos, you know, welcome to the jungle guns and roses machine head by Bush. Then, Oh yeah. You know, uh turned down for what by little john you can never go wrong with that you know <laughs> always an option always an option you want to have those in the bank for sure but the newer stuff i gotta say the newer stuff is a little harder to play for hockey games because a lot of it is really slow um so it's been it's been a bit of a challenge but yeah you know it's trying to stay on top of things is for sure <laughs> for sure so that was like you're like day-to-day like pre-covid you guys were out of your arena for almost a year because you guys didn't go back until later in the process due to that arena being shut down like what is the difference now like walking in is it just dead or like what's the feeling there yeah that's it it is a trip and and you mentioned one year and exactly so my last game in the tank with a crowd there was March 6th against Pittsburgh, I believe it was. So I went back exactly a year later. So March 6th was my first time back in the arena. So I'm one of the three DJs for the Sharks. There's also Andrew Rivas, who DJs a lot for the um, Santa Cruz Warriors, the uh, their, their, uh, the Golden State Warriors farm team. And then Rafi, who's you know one of our owners as well, and who's a huge hockey nut. So um, we, we split the time prior to this year. And, you know, the past three, so I've actually, this is my fifth season now with the Sharks. Prior to that, I was mostly the full-time DJ. Um, just things have changed, day jobs and stuff like that, where it's just, it interferes with the schedule. It's kind of hard work a day job when, you know, when you're at a tech company, for example, and it's hard to bail out sometimes. But going back to your question, sorry, totally like ADD moment. Um, when you, walking into the arena now, like, you know, you used to get those nerves before when, and it was, it was exciting because I feel like you you're seeing the crowd and you're getting ideas. Like when I would have some downtime in between, like what we call walk-in periods, when the fans could start coming into the arena, I would walk the arena um, handful of times and just start talking to people, you know, Hey, I'm DJing tonight. What do you guys, what are you guys in the mood for? How do you think tonight's game's going to go? You know? And now it's like, we don't even really do rehearsals anymore because we we're so used to the game ops now. It's just, it's so dialed in. Um, and there's not as much of an, of a beginning as there was before, as far as like pre-production show. So it's really weird. I mean, you know, you walk, you, you have to get co- you have to get tested. So um, sharks have been really good about testing people. So that's the first thing, right? The second, you have to wait 10 minutes until you get cleared or not. And, if you don't get cleared to go, if you end up getting testing positive, then, you know, we have to call in the last minute DJ backup. So once you get into the arena, it's like, it's a ghost town. I mean, there is hardly anybody in there. Um, we still have ushers, you know, that are still there just kind of watching the doors, you know, making sure nobody snuck through, I guess, and everybody has their credentials. But right now, you know, you're mostly seeing media, 
and uh, you know we're we're all kind of sitting really relatively in the same area so the broadcasters are literally right next to me which is new this year and then the actual like in game when you're djing and when you're watching the game it's just crazy because there i mean it's so silent so when you the, first of all the music is amplified so loud because it, there's no crowd sound to drown that out you know but now we're now we're playing music more to cater towards the players versus before where we were catering catering mostly towards the fans um so like when you say like now we're catering towards the players like what is like changing there about like your decision making of what you're putting out there? Hip hop. <laughs> just, <laughs> just get the hip. Like we've had to update our hip hop library like massively because a majority of the players, um, I would say about it's kind of an interesting balance because of the European um, influence. Like Carlson, for example, completely hates hip hop, but loves EDM. Right. Timo Meyer, same okay. thing. Meyer's kind of the same on the same page. But like when Jumbo was there and you know, we have Marlo back, but like some of the older guys when when we was an older team, uh, they were more into like Rush and Tragically Hip, more like the Canadian bands and the old school rock bands. So it's like you still could get a couple of those songs in now, but it's so EDM and hip hop heavy, like just drives me nuts. <laughs> Sorry. It doesn't give you a lot of creative, you know, faculties there when you're just hitting play on whatever basically Spotify EDM playlist they were listening to in their pregame. Yeah, and that's in your spot on. So we're actually um, we're connected to Timo Meyer's Spotify playlist. So we're grabbing a bunch of songs off of his stuff. Um, you know, and and you and you're right, like the vibe. It's hard because, you know, when, when there's so there's so many big moments in hockey that happens, whether it's a fight, a killer save, you know, a check into the boards, whatever it may be, like you play a song where the crowd's going to react. That's going to amplify the crowd and get them hyped up. You know what I mean? And the players, you don't really, even if you play a big hype song, you don't really get a reaction from them. They're so in the zone. <laughs> so it's a really, really odd vibe. And then, yeah, you know, every once in a while, you'll see Kane kind of do do a little bit of a head nod. Burns every once So in terms of, you know, you had mentioned it prior that you you circulate between three DJs. Um, do you fluctuate between going to other teams? Do you do the Barracuda still, or do you do any other teams on the West Coast um, that maybe I have never been to California, so forgive me for not knowing the geographic, but like any of the other ones near San Jose. San Jose is the only one we are uh, LA and Anaheim are down South and even, <laughs> even uh, their DJs don't rotate between each other, but I do rotate between the Barracudas and the Sharks since it's the same organization. Um, it works out pretty well. The show is a little bit different. Barracudas have just different sound effects for certain things like their goals, goal horn and, uh, after goal announcements and stuff like that. So it is fun going back, bouncing back and forth. You get to see a lot of handful, you know, a lot of upcoming talent that are coming from the Barracudas that are going to jump into the Sharks. Or you're seeing guys from the Sharks go down into the Barracudas as well because they, they fluctuate from both. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned the Anaheim and LA DJs as well. They're, obviously, there are only 31 of them. Do you guys, like, know each other? Like, is it, like, do you communicate with one another too? That's a uh, good question. Uh, we do. Um, we actually have a Facebook group called Pro Sports DJs. No way. And we're, <laughs> it's a private group for the most part. So there's one guy, his name's Sean Bavelski. He's the DJ for the Tampa Bay Bolts. And um, 
he created that group and he also created a web page as well. So what we do is we share like playlists, we'll share, you know, different strategies. DJ Joe Green from the Vegas Knights will harass us a lot for some reason. He has a thing for San Jose. I don't know what his deal is, but um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we all we all talk to each other, you know. Um, when when the when the NHL All-Star game came to San Jose a couple of years ago, one of the biggest things was like even the Sharks didn't know who the DJ was going to be. We've always assumed that it was going to be the in-house DJ because that's generally how it's worked before. Steve Maroney, who was the entertainment director at the time of the Sharks in 2018, um, he's also the entertainment director for Team Canada. Go figure, right? Like the guy's awesome. Um, he was he was like, I don't know who, if you're DJing or not. You know, I thought for sure I was going to be a shoo-in because I've been with the team for three seasons now, dialed in as far as music's concerned. I know, you know, know when to hit everything. And that was the year they brought the Vegas DJ in because they liked his like mixture of EDM and they and hip hop and they wanted to go that route. And I was like, so I, I was harassing Fine. him later. I was like, dude, you can't come into my house. So yeah, we all we all talk to each other, have a good time. Um, a few of us have actually met in person, even though we're across. So last year, um, right before COVID hit, I was in Montreal and I got to meet Vincent, who's the DJ for the Montreal Canadians. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, so got to tour like the back end and see what they do. It was pretty neat. And he was introducing me as DJ from the sharks with all the, the team, but to be in like that Montreal building and, you know, I was a kid growing up watching them. So it was like okay. awesome. See, and I was like, Vincent, you know, we've always been talking through our Facebook group and, you know, uh, stuff like that. So when I actually got a chance to go there, it was like, that was awesome. It was a good experience. So it, it's nice having that connection with the other DJs and you kind of learn from each other. And, um, and we also actually even keep in touch with the DJs from the NBA and the NFL. So we're all kind of on this community page, which is, which is really neat. I think it's like, there's like 290 of us or something like that. It's crazy. That's awesome. So yeah. that sounds like a pretty cool experience. Like what are the other like major experiences that are like your top ones that you've gotten to do because of this job? Well, obviously doing fun, you know, great shows like this. I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because in-game DJs aren't recognized really by like media sources, for example, like news. I mean, I've met a few news folks in the past um, who've kind of done like mini interviews with me. Um, as far as like gigs are concerned, I've done a few like things locally. I've had a handful of like uh, communities that are like small towns around here that do like their big, uh, I'll give you an example, like Oktoberfest, for example. So like the city of San Jose will do Oktoberfest and they'll have a block party type of thing. So I've done a bunch of emceeing stuff and I play music at the same time. Uh, which has been fun. And, you know, 
the the stuff I do with the sharks is my only DJing gig. So I don't do clubs anymore and I don't do like weddings or anything like that. It's specifically sharks. And um, yeah, I mean, there was, there, there, there's there, the 49ers is really <laughs> hands-on for the owners. They, that's their baby. So I don't think I'll be doing the 49ers anytime soon. And, and hockey's my sport. So, you know, there was that slight, there is that slight possibility of maybe the Olympics. It just depends on how Steve is feeling. Um, That'd be so cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, that was my that was my hope for 2018. I thought, or was it 2016? When was the last Olympics? 2018. 2018 was winter. Yeah, 2018. So I thought there was going to be a possibility of going then, but um, because Steve Maroney, you know, he's the he's the not only is he the Sharks director, but the Olympic Committee. So I'm like, dude, that's a shoe in. You got to take me over there. He's like, because of budget, they had to get somebody local in Korea. So I was like, okay, I got it, you know, but it would have been fun. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But so like, those are all pretty, pretty cool things you can do. What, it, what would you say is like the most stressful part of the job then? Oh God. On the, the other side. The timing. I mean, everything is live, right? So like next time, once COVID ends and everybody can go back into the arena, like, I always encourage people listen to the music and listen to everything because it's a hundred percent live. Like if the keyboard, if, if the mouse doesn't click right, like, especially when it comes to the pregame production where everything is timed with lighting and, you know, the, the timing when the players have to come out of the shark's head, like all that has to be like on the button, you know what I mean? And, and I think now for me, it's become natural, like being there for five years, I know exactly when things are going to go. I'm so dialed. I, I probably have done, I'm going to say I've probably DJed about 300 games, I think, uh, under my belt between Sharks and Barracuda, if not more. So I've gotten so like trained to know timing. But it, it you still have that nerve where it's like, oh, my God, what happens if, if – can you imagine if the song doesn't play when the – or like technology can break and it can be not your fault at all, but it's still your head. Yeah. <laughs> Any given time, it's happening. So are you in, are you in charge of like the goal buzzer? Uh, that so that that's a great question. That most arenas have actual horns. So like for example, the sharks have a fog horn, and this thing is massive. It's like, I mean, it's probably like the size of me. I'm six foot tall, so it's like it's this huge horn. Um, so that goes off. So in the past, what we've done is the horn sequence and then the goal song. It used to go like the sound effects guys who were up in the rafters would hit the goal horn because they have to they have to fire it off from there. So they would hit it and then I would play the goal song, the celebration song. And then we've now got it timed to where the horn goes off. And once it triggers, it also triggers the actual goal song. So the goal song responsibility is off me now, which is which is another nerve-wracking part, um, but I was gonna say, it must be stressful being the person who has to like click the buzzer of being like a goal. Like, what if you thought it was and it wasn't? Like, <laughs> I feel like I would be freaked out. It's uh, it's it's happened before. Let's just put it that <laughs> way. Um, yeah, I mean, especially Barracuda games recently, uh, there is more room for error because the they're playing at Sharks Ice, which is where the Sharks practice in the small arena. Um, and there's no buzzers there. So a hundred percent of the sound effects are coming from me and the buttons of, on my keyboard where things are cued at. So like I'll hit the goal horn on one finger and then bam, hit the goal song on the other, but they're right next to each other. So you, you could accidentally, I mean, if you're not paying attention, you could accidentally hit the goal song instead of the horn. 
<laughs> so oh. yeah, it's <laughs> there's there's a lot of moments. You just have to you just have to really be, you know, on the game. And and you were mentioning like, you know, if something goes wrong, like technology. Um, interesting thing is, I think it was my second or third game in back in 2016. Someone had gotten like there was I think it was like a tying goal or a winning goal. And someone got excited where they ran over the fiber wire that controls all of the audio in the arena. So they cut the fiber wires. And um, that, <laughs> so that killed all the sound in the arena. So mics, re referee microphones, gone. Announcer's microphone, gone. My stuff, gone. Dead silent. So it was just like, you know, and then you have 17,500 fans who were just they started singing, they started making noise when, you know, when the Sharks scored, like you'd hear people go, hong, 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 you know, so <laughs> it was actually entertaining. I loved it. I had a good time. Morale boost there. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. It was a lot of fun, but there's, you're right. There are a lot of things that can go wrong, but yeah, it's pretty dialed in at the most part right now. So um, I just miss the fans though the most. That's really like, what it you know what it dials down to that's what makes our job so fun now it's now it's more like we're just catering to the players the players don't really care all that much um you know so it's just really hoping COVID ends soon <laughs> speaking of the the players sharks not doing too hot in the standings you're a hockey guy like what's your take on this right now it's rough um <laughs> it's definitely rough to watch i feel like um I mean, you know, my perspective, especially on the game itself, and and I think the morale on the team seems low to me. I think that's where they're they're lacking. I think ever since Pavelski left, there was big shoes to fill for one, and the morale left. And now with Jumbo being gone, I mean, Jumbo was. I actually got a chance to meet him in person um, two years ago when Deborah was on our team. Still, uh, was it two or three years ago? It was two years ago, I think it was. Anyhow, so uh, I got a chance to meet Jumbo and like super nice guy. You know what I mean? And he's very boisterous. So, you know, Pavelski was also really nice and boisterous and like a fun guy, uh, but serious at the times as well. So like you have these two key elements that are just super fun guys that are now gone, you know, and hard to say, you know, I, I, I watching, I just, I feel like watching some of the games, I, I feel like they're, they're just not uh, a physical team. Yes. They're, kind of quick and they do have some, they do have some speed and they have some good, you know, young legs, but I don't think they're just clicking as far as the physical team is concerned. They're not playing a good physical game and almost leaving the goalies out to dry. You know, a lot of people are commenting with Carlson, you know, especially a lot of Sharks fans are on the fence about Carlson. I mean, in my opinion, he's a great player. I think, you know, he's, he still has some skill, but there's something missing somewhere. And I don't know if it's not having the fans in the arena. I don't know if it's the team morale. Um, it's been rough watching the games. I, they're just leaving Jones and, and Dubnik out to dry. I mean, Dubnik's a good goalie. Jones is a good goalie. But I think I think they're, my understanding from what I've heard locally is that they're trying to rebuild. And I said, well, if you're, you know, the Barracudas have a solid organization, um, but a lot of small players. And I'm looking at these guys, I'm like, you have guys in the East coast, for example, that are big boys and they're fast, you know, and they're skilled. So it's like, I just kind of look at the team and go, you got to re my opinion that I think the sharks need to rebuild with, with big, strong players and that are, that are overall equipped, you know? So. 
Yeah, we talk about that a lot, that even though the team, or the team, the league is going more towards skill players, it's kind of backtracking a bit from that argument just because teams are making sure that they do have that enforcer on the ice still. And I wasn't seeing that earlier in the season, but it's becoming really prevalent now, especially going toward the trade deadline, that that's where teams are kind of bolstering. They're not really bolstering on the skill side. So. Yeah. What's uh, so curious to hear your take on the sharks. What's uh, what's some honest feedback and I'm open for. uh, Well, you'll be, you'll be sad to hear that Megan is a Vegas golden Knights fan. So. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mark Andre Fleury is my guy. Like I can't diff it. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of the sharks, I think that, you know, they do need to go into a rebuild. There's multiple established teams over there on the West Coast that they're not going to be able to compete with until they do start, you know, rebolstering. And I was surprised. I thought the Wild were going to be, like, nice middle tier, lower tier, and they're, you know, becoming a surprise team now. So when there are surprise teams that you have to contend with as well, there's no, there's nothing for you to do. I would, you know, start to sell those players that they do have that do have some left in the tank like Carlson before they lose their value. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think the Sharks had that, um, you know, they had that, I felt like they had that Stanley cup team back in 2017, you yeah. know, especially those two playoff errors where we went against the Knights. It's like, they looked strong and whatever yeah. was working then, I, I hope they go back to it. I mean, I, I'm still going to pull for them, you know, either way. Um, been a fan of theirs. You don't have a choice. You got Touche. Yeah, true. I'd say I'd, I'd really like to see some, some movement. I think that, there might be some players that might be fatigued on the team that maybe they just, you know, like Pavelski when he went to Dallas, right. It was a new shot for him. I mean, he was with a whole new group Thornton. Like I couldn't be more thrilled for him. You know, now he's on a, he's on a, a, a strong, I mean, the Leafs look strong this year and he's there, you know, and he's contributing and he's, he's doing good. And, and he's one of my favorite players. Actually, I, pre- I think Thornton's probably like my favorite player of all time. I think he's just a wonderful guy in, in general, but also a really smart hockey player. You know, I'm, I'm happy to see him doing well with the Leafs. So I think the Sharks need that same thing. They need to just, it's just restructure time, figure out who in the Barracuda system are good, figure, you know, get the scouts going over overseas if needed. But um I think something's coming soon. I'm I'm excited to see the future, and you know we're gonna we're gonna take it on the chin this year. But we'll you know you never know. St. Louis, look at St. Louis when they won the cup. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where did they come from? I don't know. <laughs> it's a evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll you see what happens. Yeah, no, you touched on Canada there. I know you're from Canada. What's your take on the North Division right now? I love it. I mean, for, I just wish we had TSN down here in the states. Uh, yeah. It'd be great to watch all the games. Um, but I've been, I've managed to follow, uh, you know, at least Toronto, Montreal. So I was born in Toronto, but grew up in Montreal. So I only lived in Toronto for five years, and then went over to Montreal. And my my family still lives out there, so I go back there, you know, every year. Um, I was really uh, hoping that the Habs were going to pull through this year because out of, you know, any organizations up in the North, like I feel like the Habs just need their history back. They're so depth with, you know, Stanley Cups when it's just been so long and the fans in Montreal are just, you know, I hear it. They're just disappointed. It's just like what I hear in San Jose. They're just so disappointed year after year after year. And like Kerry Price, he's probably the best goalie around he deserves a Stanley cup, you know? 
so I've been trying to pull for, for, for Montreal and uh, I think Toronto, I, I would be stoked if they end up going to the Stanley cup, I'd be really happy for Thornton. And again, with being a leaf born, uh, you know, I know that's like, how can you be a leaf fan and a Montreal fan? It doesn't make sense, but uh, I think Sorry, I, my life. how am I any fans? <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of, co- I think there's going to be a, a, I mean, I, I, in my opinion, I think North is, is the, is the league to watch right now. My opinion. Good teams everywhere. Hot you know? take. Hot take. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you mentioned Vegas is your team, huh? Well, Vegas is like one of my teams. Like I'm a Penguins fan through and through. Like those are my boys. But I like tr- kind of like started following Vegas when Flurry obviously went over there. Yeah. Um, but pen- pens are my my ride or dies. <laughs> I have respect for Vegas. I even though I take heat from the the Vegas DJ all the time uh, and he harasses me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I think that, I think they're a solid organization. They proved it. You know, they, they're, they, they're the type of team, like I said, that plays physical, they're fast, they're big guys. You know what I mean? They play a smart game. And with Flurry, I mean, he's from the same area where my family is in, in Quebec, just outside of Pierrefonds, which is in the West Island of Montreal. And uh, I know a handful of people that are, are buddies with him, and he's a solid dude as well, just a good person in general. So it's like good for him. You know, I'm glad he was able to revamp himself in Vegas and and be the housekeeper. <laughs> yeah, I just but, wanted him to get a cup and bring it home, bring it home to him. That would be nice. Yeah, and then he could retire happy, and I'm sure uh, he'll call it a day. You know, but um, yeah, Vegas was definitely when we did when. When that whole Pavelski incident happened, when Sharks played Vegas in the playoffs, if you, I don't know if you have time, but if you want to hear a crazy story about that, like that whole comeback and how loud, like, I don't think when you watch it on TV or YouTube videos, how loud it, it, it was in there. Like those videos don't do any justice. When you were actually in the arena, I've, out of all of my games that I've DJed there, I've never felt the ground actually shake at the arena. Like it was chaos in there when... Uh, I think it was Couture who scored the tying goal, right? So it was like LeBanc, Couture, and then or no LeBanc, I can't remember. No Hurdle, it was Hurdle. Carlson first, Hurdle, <laughs> Couture, and then LeBanc. I think for the winner, like it just got. It was like when they scored the first one, there's hope. The second one, people in the stands were just going ballistic. Third one, people going nuts. And then when LeBanc scored that, you know, the, the fourth goal, I mean, it was like chaos. And I thought the roof was going to fall down. It was so loud. And from, from the behind the scenes perspective, when you're trying to control sound and you can't hear anything, so you can't time like the, so the goal announcements, there's a, a thing at the end that's called an orchestra hit, right? So they'll say goal scored by number 39, Logan Couture. And you, you hit a sound button that goes dun dun. I, I couldn't even hear the announcement. Like, it was loud in there forever. And it was, that was like, if you could ask me, if you were to ask me what was definitely the highlight game, that one for sure. And from, especially from a DJ's perspective, like you're full throttling the music the entire time and the crowd is feeding off of it, which was awesome. So, and I also dropped my laptop at the same time when they scored the fourth goal, like <laughs> swan dive <laughs> off the DJ table, six foot swan dive, this little aluminum Mac air. <laughs> But wow, that sounds yeah, it was fun. It's definitely a it's definitely a fun gig. 
for sure. Yeah, I wish I were an NHL DJ. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I feel like that'd be such a fun like environment to be in. It's it's interesting, you know. Uh, once people kind of catch on, um, I think like there's other teams. For example, I know Vegas of Joe Green. Like they'll have him out in the stands, and he has like a full DJ rig with turntables and the whole nine yards. And we've done that a few times um, during the playoffs. Like we had DJ Amy Robbins who. Uh, DJs the the women's uh, USA soccer team, so she does all of those games. She's done a handful of NFL games. Um, she came in in 2018 and did the Sharks, like the pre uh, the warm up stuff, like all the the mixes because she mixes. So it was pretty crazy having an actual like DJ there. But the San Jose fans are a completely different crowd. They're classic rock. You know, there's a, a handful of folks that like like Bay Area rap. So like two short and E40 and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you can't really play a lot of that in the arena. So uh, it's a unique crowd. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I, I'm not sure how the future is going to go once, once fans come back and how the sound is going to be in the arena, but you're going to start seeing a lot of hip hop stuff throughout the, the league right now. <laughs> not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate chatting with you. This has been awesome, both learning more about NHL DJs and, you know, helping others learn more about the sound engineering that goes into a given NHL game. Uh, Tell our viewers where they can find you on social media. Uh, Social media. So my Instagram page is SJHockeyDJ. And then same thing on Twitter, at SJHockeyDJ. I can't exactly steal the Sharks DJ uh name so i just do that especially because i do both for the barracudas and sharks so at sj hockey dj on twitter i'm trying to get my twitter page a little bit more lively i've kind of neglected it for a while so definitely would love to get some more followers get some more interaction going and uh if you ladies have any tips for me on how i can better my twitter page please let me know (laughs) we'll tag you when this is we will tag you we will do whatever and please go follow so now he can grow his page and thank you again for coming on and we look forward to chatting with you more thank you very much stay safe everybody and hopefully we'll see everybody back in the arena at some point soon and pay attention to the music next time you're in 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 the arena there is somebody curating it live right there on the spot going with the flow of the game it's not just you know click 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 it's totally flow of the game so it'd be uh you know throw some props out when you can on twitter to the your local nhl dj <laughs> yeah absolutely awesome. mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner 